Hello and welcome to the Strategic Alignment Podcast. This program is all about providing leaders and managers with meaningful insights on how to optimize business results by aligning their people strategy to their business strategy. Our goal is to support you as you rise to the challenges of complex decision making centered around attracting and retaining top talent. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? I'm your host, Jamie Pottinger, speaker, coach, and trainer with Pottingers and Associates and strategic alignment expert. And today we're talking about a very exciting topic, building strong teams. How do you build strong teams? For those of you guys who follow me on Instagram and, and Facebook and YouTube, you know that this must be a strong team for me to have the guest that I have beside <laughs> me today. She's laughing, but that's all right. So guys, wherever you are, just share with your friends and everything. But today we're talking about building strong teams. And today I have with me none other than my life partner, my, my business partner, my friend, and, and the lady who is wearing red today on her lips. Uh, but I'm just so excited about the topic, building strong teams. But today we have none other than Shauna K. Pottinger. Shauna K. Um, is one of the chief operating officers for Pottingers and Associates. And she has over 15 years of experience in leadership and, and building teams and working with people. And, and she is an authority in terms of what we'll be talking about today. So Shauna, without any further ado, you mind telling us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and um, who you work with and who you serve? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm the wife of Jamie Pottinger. I don't know <laughs> if you know that guy. Um, <laughs> he's a pretty famous guy. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's been my pleasure to uh, partner with you as part of this consulting practice, Pottingers and Associates Consulting. We are based out of Orlando, Florida, 80 degree weather, you know, kind of thing, even though last week we weren't saying that. But, um, you know, it's been a delight working with you um, in Pottingers and Associates Consulting. Our primary goal and function is to provide for our clients inspiration that will help them to grow and then we will also provide for those that are growing or they're trying to maintain that growth, we provide them with mechanisms that will help them to sustain that. And what does that look like? Um, right now, we, uh, my primary responsibilities with you is, uh, or with the practice, is to do some business development and marketing and help you to, to make this thing a success, you know? And as long as I'm doing that, I think I'm fulfilling my role. So, Sean, as you made mention about teams and, 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 and giving people development and stuff like that, my first question is that why is it important for us to not just have teams but have strong teams? Why is team an important thing? And, and why is it that teams are so connected to the kind of results that people enjoy? Uh, and, and if you could elaborate a little bit about that and what, what we do, what you do in terms of giving leaders and managers and corporations the, the tools to ensure that they are successful based on the kind of results that they want, not just for themselves, but also for their clients. Yeah, so as an organization expands, if you're looking to expand your reach, expand your business in any given area, whether that be geographic, strategic, whatever the purpose of that growth is, it will require that you have a very intentional strategy around people. So one of the things that we say in Partners and Associates, and as we uh, explore the whole realm of talent optimization, is that every organization operates within a business context. 
You're hoping to, at the end of the day, deliver some level of value. But the way, the thing that connects your business, strategic business context with your business result is people. And I believe that every organization, once they're able to develop a deeper understanding of what drives people, what drives um, the needs that they have, once you're able to hone that, you will be able to create meaningful results as a result of that, because that will help you to understand what makes them click, what makes them tick. And every single study that has been done into organizations that spend a lot of time and effort in developing and building out their business strategy, they've seen immense results and growth. And so once you're going to be working with people, then you have to have some focus on how that team dynamic is going on and how is that bringing about some kind of positive result uh, with your um, with your organization. And so what we do at Pottingers and Associates is that we sort of walk into that dark room and we turn the bulbs on for you to see everyone in that room, for you to value everyone in that room. And then based on the way that they need to be managed, based on the way that they need to be led, we provide the expert opinion on that. And I mean, it just goes up from there. So, so as you know, I'm a, I'm a great fan of John Maxwell and John Maxwell puts it this way, by yourself, you could go fast, but with others, you could go further. Could you share with us exactly how, how managers and associates and as a strategic alignment expert, what are some of the things that you do for managers in terms of giving them the tools to understand not only themselves, but also their team? Because sometimes based on your inherited, your cultivated or your motivated tendency, you may have an understanding of what you think is needed, but you don't have a deep understanding. As you said, you turn the lights on in the dark room, the power of awareness. What are some of the things that you, tools that you'll give to managers and persons that, that are part of teams that would allow them to understand who they are and to understand exactly what role they, they should play and in essence, find out their sweet spot. So oftentimes when a person um, is thinking about team dynamics and if you say, you know, you wanna talk about a dysfunctional team, normally we, we, we have that within the context of seeing um, a lot of shouting going on across boardrooms and we see that happening with um, people just not functioning together as one. And so I think it's very, very important for us to dispel with that stereotype because there are so many subtle ways or subtleties uh, that are involved in the way that a team can be dysfunctional. Um, there are certain specific things that a team actually do on a regular basis, right? And I can list those for you right now if you want me to get into it. Go ahead, go ahead, let's get into it. The first one is a team communicates. So team, first thing a team communicates. Right, they do that quite regularly. They communicate whether via the um, the emails, mm -hmm. whether that be through one-on-one um, -on -one contact, all of those things. But each individual have a specific communication style. And what we do as Pottingers and Associates is that we peel the curtain back on how is it that Jamie communicates when she's in a conversation with a face-to-face -face well, director or not? It seems as if partners and associates could also slap, solve relationship issues. Oh, <laughs> for sure. We do that. You so, know that. So, 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 so you're saying that uh, as a strategic alignment expert with partners and associates, you're able to peel back the curtain so that people could see who they are. 
Now, now, what are some of the ways that you go about doing that? And what 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 has been some of the, the results that you have experienced when people get a chance to see who they are? Okay, so if you allow me to finish the first point about the things that we look at. So we're looking at the way they communicate. We're looking at the way that they make decisions as a team or each member on that team. And we're also looking at the way that they take action. And in general, we also talk about the culture. So for instance, what we do at Pottingers and Associates, the very first time we engage a client is that we, we administer behavioral assessment. And do you remember your, your behavioral so, so assessment? So as you talk about behavioral assessment, I remember when I did my behavioral assessment, and guys, I'm gonna be honest, I was so right about my behavioral assessment. <laughs> I, I had I had a better understanding of her when it come out to my behavioral assessment after we after we did that. And that was an eye-opener for me. That I could tell when I did my behavioral assessment, that gave me a newfound level of confidence in not just doing what I wanted to do, but it allowed me to move more aggressively to what I needed to do. Because before I did my behavioral assessment, I did things, I enjoyed doing something, mm -hmm. but I was trapped to what others think I was good at. Right. And then I, I did not have the level of confidence to, to, to assert uh, my intentions in terms of what I needed to do. So when I did my behavior, when, 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 when Shauna said to me that baby, you need to get your behavioral assessment done. <laughs> and I did mine, I woke up, the scales were gone from my eyes. I, I felt like uh, Paul after his um, experience, <laughs> I was, I, I, I was clear in terms of where I was heading and I was able to make decisions and, and, and design a lot of processes that allowed me to, 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 ex, to expand our business, to grow as a mm. leader and to have greater impact because I was liberated when I found that out. So I'd like for you to get a little bit deeper in that in terms of the behavioral assessment, what it does and how people respond because I'm just one person responding. Listen. And, and you have been the person who have shared a lot with others in terms of when we have new clients and stuff. Now, I have to tell you guys that this is the part of the process that excites me the most because I feel like when I sit down with a client and we go over the readback process in their behavioral assessment, it, it is just life transforming to see the response and reactions of the individuals. First of all, I've done several behavioral assessments and I just feel like the one that we um, administer, Jamie, it gets to the root. It gets to the root of what I need to know about myself in my current role and organization that I'm working for. And so basically, as soon as we engage a client on, on the conversation about team development, personal development, some people come to you for coaching. Um, more recently, I know that you've been working with um, some very strong agencies like Microsoft and so on to help people to navigate some of the challenges that we face, especially during the era of COVID. But most of the conversation that we'll have in the behavioral assessment will center around you. What are the four dominant factors that are driving the way that you behave, right? Mm -hmm. Because each individual show up to the workplace. And I often say this, and I say that to you as well, that a person that shows up for a job interview to come to get a job, right? Most times when they show up, they show up because you looked at their resume, you looked at their work experience, you look at their um, education, and you say, this person looks like a candidate that's fit for the role. Um, after reviewing the resume, the person comes in, they sit down for an interview, and you go over their resume in terms of their experience and their educational background and their competencies. And sometimes we can throw in a little skill in there. But the truth is, what the behavioral assessment gets into, it's what is in the heart of this person. Because what we call the briefcase covers the 
um, the experience, it covers the education. But a person shows up as a whole person when they come to the job and they take along with them, you know, the sum total of who they are as a, as a, as a human being. And we have to be ready to manage them accordingly so that we can get the best out of them. And so um, as an organization and as a, a consultant, um, consulting organization, what we do, we provide that organization and the individual with awareness, the gift of awareness for them to best identify what are their strong points, how do they connect with people? What are their communication styles and so on? And so that's part of what we, we tend to offer. So what I'm hearing then, um, Shauna, is that when you when you when you allow somebody to complete a behavioral um, behavioral assessment, it allows them to to be more aware of who they are, mm -hmm. also recognize what their roles are in terms of what they're doing, and recognize if they need to make changes or adjustment to what they're doing. Because sometimes you may be in a given field, you may be in a given relationship as a business leader, and you are not achieving the kind of results that you need to achieve. And you're wondering why is it that you're unfulfilled, but because you're not in your sweet spot, That's you're not right. satisfied. And, and I'd like to ask you this question as we talk about building strong teams in terms of, you know, when, 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 when you're sold on an idea, I think about my daughter, we may have challenges in terms of doing certain things, but when she's going on a trip, she'll be up on time, she'll make her list <laughs> and everything. And she's so prepared for that trip. But when it's time for her to do the dishes, I have to be hunting her down. The question is, what role does the behavioral assessment and the team dynamics understanding play in securing discretionary value because you're saying that when you peel back the curtains and people get a chance to see themselves they feel empowered and only empowered but they now know how to advocate for themselves mm -hmm. and they and if their managers or their leaders understand where they are then their leaders would place them in positions mm -hmm. that rightfully fit the description based on their behavioral assessment. My question to you is, and I'm going to come with a harder question. I've been giving you all easy no, questions. You, you, listen, you have, to take, you have to go easy so with no, the old no, lady. No, 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 you no, have no, to go easy with the old lady. Let me just take no, that first question okay, first and ahead, then we get into the ahead, other one, ahead. please, because I'm getting old. <laughs> um, you know, you use the word, Jamie, and I think for the benefit of those who are on here, let me just break that down for you. He talked about discretionary value. And this questionary value comes when an organization is able to uh, inspire uh, their employees to go beyond the call of duty. And that employee shows up every single day to work because they have a psychological commitment to your, your overall success as an organization. So for instance, um, you know they, they say you have three different groups of people who show up each day for work. Um, you're disengaged, you're engaged, and you're, um, you're strongly engaged um, employee. The goal is to get people from actively disengaged to, to engaged. And the way you do that, the way you, you achieve that is by understanding, develop an understanding of how this person needs to be managed. What are their needs? What are their drives? There is absolutely no way for you to have access to that information unless you would have uh, been measuring, right? So we, at Pottingers and Associates, we have tools that we provide to our clients for them to measure the level of engagement among their employees, right? The next thing that you do is that you also analyze the results of such um, an assessment. So for instance, the behavioral assessment is one tool that we use to measure. We also have um, a design tool that we use to measure engagement as well. 
So both of those tools work together to, to help to extract that data on, you know, Jamie, I know that you're, you're you know, you, you seem to be doing very well. You're achieving certain results. You're, you're getting there. But for some reason, I feel like you're going to leave soon. Mm -hmm. it, it just doesn't seem to me that you are very happy where you are. And I want to delve further into that. So me as a leader, it's very important for me to develop an understanding of what are the driving factors behind your work ethic, what are the driving factors behind your observable behaviors, so that I can best manage you according to the, um, those values and that will help you to stay on. So it, it all comes down to employee engagement. And the way that we recommend that you do that is through a framework that deals with measuring, analyzing, and prescribing. Wow. And you, and you go through that process over and over each time. So what I'm, I'm hearing is that um, measuring, analyzing, prescribing, that sounds like medication right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm kind of scared of doctors. So that's so when I hear those words, I'm thinking about doctors. I need, yeah. But but as as you as you you know as you made mention, when we think about powerful organizations and we think about how the the satisfaction that comes from employees and the satisfaction that comes from those who they serve, I'm hearing you to say that when leaders have an understanding of who their team members are, mm -hmm. that's the first thing. After understanding who they are and the tool that you're making mention of is the tool called having their behavioral assessment done that you do, we do at Partingers and Associates. The next thing is placing them based on their strengths. So placing them based on their strengths will allow them to feel satisfied and they'll be in their sweet spot. And you're mm -hmm. saying that when employees are placed in their sweet spot, the leaders get a chance to secure discretionary value, meaning yes. that they're sold on the concept they're not just they're working to the time, but they're working to really advance the process mm -hmm. because they're sold on the vision of the organization. Not only that, but they feel as if they are recognized for what they what they can bring to the team. So they feel a part of the team. My follow up question to this, though, is that there are many organizations or leaders that may be listening to us here and, mm -hmm. you know, who they might have gone already went ahead and, and, and made this secure their teams and put people in place. But they are going through what we call tension now i know that there are two there there, there may be two twists to that mm -hmm. but how do you how do you navigate that path when they're already in the mix of it do you have the tools or the skill set as a strategic alignment expert to assist such companies such organizations such leadership teams in terms of still navigating towards success and achieving the kind of results that they need well, you know, there are four dynamics that we call the forces of disengagement. The forces, okay. So if you are able to successfully measure and analyze the forces that are causing disengagement within your ranks, then you're on a, a great path. I, I believe that you're actually on the road um, to successfully being able to get to the root of, of this problem. So employees, um, more research is coming out or research data is coming out now to support this fact that most employees that leave an organization, they rarely leave that organization because of the job. So, so let me ask, so why do they leave the job? Why do they leave, why do they leave, leave that a company if it's not for that? What, what, right, so, so basically the number one reason for people leaving is because of uh, um, manager, bad management, poor management, and most times this related to the management or the culture of the organization does not align. And so the four factors, um, forces of disengagement, um, is a team. Mm -hmm. A team is one. Uh, the culture of the team, the team dynamics, is this a safe and is this a toxic team culture? Is this team a team that I feel like I'm valued in? 
those are some of the questions that an employee shows up each day asking. And if you're not able to effectively respond to that question um, in a way that's positive, they'll show up each day, but it's not for that psychological um, commitment that we talked about earlier, but it is just for to fulfill a specific need out of obligation. So the, the team is one, the manager is one, the person that's managing them. The next one is the culture of the organization. And then the last one is the job. As an organization, the way to, to help to reduce those tensions related to team dynamics and so on is to study these factors and, and how they are impacting the employee. For instance, I'll give you an example. Um, a person who shows up to a team for the first on the first day is very important that if you're going to build a culture of uh, what you say, a cultivating culture, mm -hmm. so that's more focused on um the employee experience mm -hmm. is more focused on ensuring that whoever shows up on that team feels valued there are some persons who based on their natural behavioral drives they are more of a producing mindset mm -hmm. which means that they come to work to work they have no interest in being a part of a dynamic team they have no interest in being a part of a team that is all about you know um, employee appreciation day and all of those things how do you create some kind of orientation where this person is able to know and recognize that these are the values that we embrace as part of this team. And so if you're coming in, we expect that this is what you will be doing. And so part of our goal here at Pottingers and Associates is to give a visual picture of what each member on your team looks like when they communicate, how they communicate, what, how each member look when it comes on to um, the way that they make decisions and how they take actions. And when all the team members are sitting around and they're seeing that Shauna prefers to just get at it right away, um, what, I'm that type of person, I'm a producing person, then it will, it will come across as, okay, now that I understand that this is your style, I will best know how to work with you moving forward. So, so I'm hearing then that when, 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 when the manager if I'm getting it wrong, I'd like for you to help me. And I think Roxanne asked a question earlier. She said, how does a employee determine who will benefit from the program? But 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 before we get to that, I'd like to ask you this question. So you're saying that when 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 the manager or the leader ha has an understa understanding of their strengths, their weaknesses, and their opportunities for growth, mm -hmm. when they understand members of their team and the same thing when they have, would have completed their behavioral analysis, and know exactly, then they'll be able to not only place them, determine who they supervise, but they'll be able to place people in the right team. And even when placing them in the right team, it doesn't mean that there will not be tension, but I'm hearing that it will be creative tension because people <laughs> people now understand that we may be having a challenge here, but the challenge is towards a general good based on what we're experiencing. Because having an understanding of yourself means that we may butt heads but butting heads doesn't mean that we're not, not getting always a bad, bad thing. thing. Yeah. So if you could talk a little bit about um, butting heads, um, creative <laughs> tension, because we butt heads. We have that. a lot of creative <laughs> tension, yeah, don't yeah. we? No creative <laughs> tension and creative tension produce a lot of good things, guys. I'm letting you know it's a lot of good things. It produce a lot good of good things. things come from so creative tension. tension. <laughs> so I would like for you to talk a little bit about creative tension. And for those who are listening again, Jamie Pottinger here with 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 
with Pottinger and Associates, and I have Shauna Kay with me this afternoon. And we're talking about building strong teams. And before Shauna respond, even though we're addressing leaders and executives, you know that families, we also leadership and team building and having strong teams also relates to family relationships. And we're in the Valentine season. You see my wife, her lips are all red. Um, <laughs> but as we, as we talk about the season, so building strong teams, how do you deal with creative tension and how do you navigate that path and keep people on track and reminding and remind them that this is also a necessary part of growth? Yes. So, you know, to be honest with you, there are some teams where creative tension works and for others, it will just be a turn off. <laughs> um, and so I think, as I said, the point I made earlier about the business context is what informs your strategy. It really comes into um, full view. For instance, when you have a, a SaaS firm, right? And you have lots of programmers, developers, and so on in that organization. You wanna make sure that that environment is conducive to a, a space where people are able to concentrate because these are developers. You know, They're trying to solve very uh, high level problems, right? You do create outlets for them. They may need opportunities to step away from their desk and um, probably go get coffee or get juice or something. But you still have to you still have to uh, ensure that the, the 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 whole idea of what is it or the what is the driving factors behind the, the main strategy that I'm trying to accomplish. So, for instance, um, you and I we have very similar social profiles based on our assessment results. I'm a maverick, and you're you're what you're persuader. Yeah. You're a persuader. Um, but on the social spectrum, both of us are kind of people person um, to some extent and degree. Um, you have a, a much hi you're higher on your formality drive, which means that you will obey the rules much more than I will. Um, but I'm a that, diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily mean that you are right and I'm wrong in all situations. And so, what creative tension does for you? is that it means that you are okay with some amount of conflict once that conflict is bringing about or bringing us closer to a solution or, or, or growing us into, um, to a level where we can, we can thrive better as an organization. And sometimes as a manager, maybe your personal uh, tendency or your natural behavioral drive is to run from conflict. Maybe your natural style of leadership is when you see trouble coming or somebody who's contentious, you walk away. But what we do is that we say to you that here's a very um, productive way to engage Shauna in a conversation that will get her excited about what is it that you want her to do. But at the same time, you are getting the best results from it. From um, you know, so so there are ways to manage creative tension on a team so that the end, the greater good for the team is accomplished at the end of the day. So what am I, I'm hearing then hearing you just say, Shauna, is that having an understanding is critical. And I think everybody who and and and, and before you go further, I'd like to say that can this tool or, or, or these steps that you make mention of in terms of as a strategic alignment expert, is it just for businesses or, or what kind of businesses um, would this work best for? Um, if you're a pastor leading a congregation, if you're a small business owner, if, if you're just about starting a business, if you're in a Fortune 500 company, um, if you're just an individual who wants to lead effectively and you want to take that independent move forward, to create that solution or to secure clarity in terms of what you're doing and whether or not you need to make a move. 
would you say that Pottinger and Associates under the guidance and as a strategic alignment expert has those tools to cater for those needs? We sure do. Once you are operating within a context where you are looking to achieve some kind of result and you want people to help you to achieve those results, Pottingers and Associates Consulting has all the tools that can help you to, um, to arrive at that place. We have uh, things that help you to align the leadership team, for instance, around what are the strategies that they are more um, adept with or the strategies that you know, they will be better at, 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 at championing. For instance, you know, we have four quadrants as it relates to strategic planning and you know what they are you know you have the exploring mm -hmm. um, and this has to do with innovation and agility mm -hmm. these are fast-paced teams that are looking to just grow if you're in your growth phase that's what you're looking to go towards you want to constantly be on the cutting edge places like google amazon these entities you're constantly looking for ways ways to grow and dominate and so if you're in that phase you want to uh, have people as part of your executive team that have the propensity to be able to adapt to change so could I, easily. Could I, could, I, could I pause you right here? Uh, you, you're just popping something open here. So you're saying that having an understanding of yourself as a leader, having an understanding of your business, and not just your business, but having an understanding as to what kind of results you like to have, the people you like to serve mm -hmm. in terms of your product, should dictate the kind of people that you have in your organization. For so, sure. So, so, so you, are you saying then that a number of business that are businesses that are struggling many times is not as a result of them having a bad business idea, mm -hmm. but they have a bad strategy in terms of who people they choose strategy. to be about the team. Yes. So, would you want to talk a little bit about yeah. the people strategy and and how and how can they fix that? Because that's a major problem. Because you know, as I say that sometimes you may see somebody with a business and it's struggling, and then somebody takes over that business, and within weeks you may say that this person every, ha they have the Midas mm -hmm. touch. Everything that they touch turns gold. So, but I'm hearing from you that it's not really that difficult. It's about understanding who you're serving, who you need, and having the right people in place to solve those problems. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that we say in our workshops, um, Jamie, is that you know your culture changes depending on who you have in the organization. So, if somebody leaves your team, the culture of the organization is impacted. If someone joins the team, the culture of, so each time you have an, another need for you to reorient people to the cultural dynamics of that team so that that team can function and walk in synergy um, in a way that there's some kind of synchrony uh, in the movement and activities of that team. The way to do that is to always measure, analyze, and then prescribe ways on how you're going to improve that. And we have the tools that can help our clients to best do that, whether that be in the um, form of a behavioral assessment so that you will be able to hire the right people first. And also the behavioral assessment can be very helpful in identifying gaps, right? Because one of the things that we've said is that if there are gaps between a person, you remember the four factors of disengagement that we talked about, if there is a significant amount of gap between a person, who a person naturally is, with the role that they're playing, that could impact the level of frustration that they experience on the job and so on. And so if I'm hiring you, for instance, Jamie, and I notice that the role for which I'm hiring you is one that will take you too much outside of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. then I can anticipate that within three to four weeks of hiring you, paying all that money to get you moved up here, 
it is likely that you're going to disengage from the process. You probably will stay around about six months um, out of, of kindness and a gesture to say, oh, well, they paid all this money to get me here. But six months time, you're gone. And then that changes. It increases the, the cost of hiring, you know, because each time you hire somebody, that's a very expensive thing to do. And so as an organization, you want to get it right from the from the start in the hiring process by administering these assessment tools prior to hiring people, right? That will help with your strategy. Does this person's natural behavioral style and the observable behaviors that this person will depict while they're on the job, are these aligned with my culture? Are these behaviors aligned with the overall strategic direction that I'm going in? Um, beyond that, we also consider it as an inspirational tool. So it can inspire those who are currently working for you. You may be a champion employee that's producing good results, but I want to keep you. Are there gaps between your manager and you? Are there gaps between you and the role that you're playing? Are there gaps between you and the culture? Are there gaps between you and the team that you're working with? I want to be able to have access to this information before you come and hand me your letter of resignation. And that's what Pottingers and Associates do through the team, team development so, so, dynamics. So what I'm, what I'm hearing here, because I think I heard it somewhere before that, that you have to put relation relationship once you have great relationships automatically you produce great results yes because when you have an understanding of who you're working with what you're working for the method or the vehicle mm -hmm. that you're using to take you there then you'll be able to effectively function even when it's a high stress environment mm -hmm. because you understand where your limitations are and those who are leading you also understand, understand. your limitations yes. so they will put things in place to cushion you help you with the cushion in terms of moving forward my, my, my follow-up question to that is, when you look at many teams and you look at the level of success that they experience, is it possible for, for, for leaders and for members of team to think that they're doing well, but they're really fooled by the results that they're achieving? What am I saying here? It's, it's, it's sometimes people, as we're entering the Valentine season, sometimes people may be in a relationship and they may say that this relationship is the best thing since sliced <laughs> bread. But you meet that person 15 years down the road and said, a week after making that statement, I found the right person. We have been together for the, for the last 14 years. So the question is, the tools and the services that partners and associates provide in terms of helping people with data and analyzing data and stuff like that, is it also possible for this tool to help people to expand and where they think they are to take them to a higher level of yes. growth? So yes. we, we talk about taking people from the gutter, but is it possible where people who think that they're on the peak of their game, can it be taken to another level? Oh, for sure. For sure. We've seen several times, you and I have, have seen it. People are working in a role where they're producing mm -hmm. and they're producing not necessarily because they have a deep, love and psychological commitment to the job or to the organization, but they're producing because naturally they're disciplined. Mm -hmm. And if they have a task, they will produce. Um, I think that it helps because an organization can look at what are, what are the roles and functions that I have for this person to complete and how are their natural styles aligned with such roles? Now, if there isn't alignment, right? If there's lack of alignment where that is concerned and as a leader, I can anticipate that somewhere down the line, I'm going to hear that this person is frustrated. They don't think that this is for me and so on. And so what we offer is the opportunity for organizations, as I said, to peel that curtain back, 
to identify where the gaps are and to catch it before it actually happens and to put plans in place. In one situation or scenario, we were able to, um, to influence people in terms of them moving individuals from one, uh, one area to another area where in that role, they feel like they were functioning at a much higher level. So I do believe that there is definitely value in using the tools that we, we, we have to offer to achieve that. Thank, thank you very much, Shauna, for sharing. And as we're looking to wrap this up and you're thinking about teams and we're thinking about growth and results and we're thinking about, and I think I think one of the things that is, that is powerful in great teams, you think about, you know, I'm a fan of Kobe Bryant, you think about Lakers, you think about other great teams, you think about great players like LeBron James and stuff like that. And you think about all different sports, you recognize that not because somebody is a championship player mean that they could take their team to a championship. Right. So, so having the right cast together will ensure that you get there. And 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 not because you are the best person at what you do mm -hmm. mean that you're the best person for this team. Not because you're the yes. best person. In, Excellent point. Not because you're the best person yesterday mean that you're the best person moving forward. Right. So understanding those dynamics in terms of how we, we work, how we think as leaders, whether in relationships, in families or whatever, will help you to remain in a place where you're experiencing sustainable growth and success. Because anybody can be a one-hit wonder. Let's mm -hmm. think about it. Anybody could have a fling or a flirt, but not everybody could sustain that peak right. or to move forward in a place whereby they could see themselves con um, growing on a consistent basis and continue to impact um, their team. So I'm just so grateful to be here with you today, sharing with That's me. My pleasure. Um, and, and, and I really enjoy the nuggets that you've dropped. I wish I was taking, had my pen. I'll be taking notes. It's so beautiful. Well, thank God I'm going home with you. So, <laughs> I can get more from you. so is there, is as we, as we look to wrap this up, um, Shauna, is, is there anything that you'd like to share about the importance of building strong teams and the fact that you know, there are no self-made millionaires. Right. You know, we all need something. We all need somebody. And and is there anything that you'd like to share about building a strong team? And why is it important for leaders, for managers to understand their team, to understand their culture, to understand what ticks and, and use that to advance the levels of results that they need? Well, as I said earlier, you know, um, the statement that together everyone achieves more, that's the, the, the acronym I've heard being thrown around for teams, and it could not be more true. The truth of the matter is, as a team, when you are working with individuals from different backgrounds, coming together with their different life experiences, their different fair share of traumas, all of these things come together under the, the umbrella of a team and when they show up as i said people don't show up with just their experience and their knowledge as knowledge and experience they show up as human beings with their heart with their minds and their characters and so understanding and deepening the awareness of what are the behavioral drives behind certain behaviors on a team understanding what is what are the factors or the needs of your employees in terms of how they are to be managed I cannot see greater value um, in anything else than to be able to, to peel the curtains back and get a visual of what your team dynamics will look like on the ground. Who are the outliers on your team? And I believe that if and when you know, you know, organizations are able to go in that direction, then success is inevitable. Every organization wants that more. All organizations want to, um, to extract what you characterize as that discretionary value to have highly engaged employees that show up every single day, committed 
to the task at hand, but even more so, they're committed to the success of your organization. And if that's what you're looking to achieve, if that's what you need, then you have to invest in what's driving your people. Because truth be told, in, in many cases, uh, people don't necessarily acknowledge this, but our people cost in every single organization constitutes the bulk of our expenditure. That's true. So why not invest in understanding what makes your people click? What is driving them to behave they want? What will drive them to want to stick around with this organization and deliver value to this organization? And that's what we do here at Pottingers and Associates Consulting. And we peel the curtains yeah, back and, and, and make it happen. And guys, and I'll say this, guys, well, you know, I think that I had this tool before now because if I didn't have this tool, I wouldn't have uh, my guests yeah. beside today so I'm, I'm just i'm just saying for those who are listening i have the tool for that in terms of that kind of assessment you do. but 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 you have some tools <laughs> i have some tools but be before we close you know as you as you just while you were speaking something else came to my mind and you know i was talking to speaking with a client a few weeks ago we we're comparing some organizations and the question was the question that 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 you know what we were talking about is that great companies great organizations great leaders when they have a better understanding of their team, a better understanding of themselves, it trickles down to those who they're serving. Meaning that if they have yes. a store, if they have clients, if they're pastors, if they're if they're if they're a salesperson, it allows them to have that mindset to always be looking for the strengths and the sweet spots yes. of their clients, of their customers. So while you may not always be in an intimate setting with that with your team, but once you're serving them. It's important for you to understand how to they understand think, them. how yes. they operate, mm -hmm. so that you will not only be providing them with goods and services, but you'll be providing them with goods and services that they need. And my final point before I leave is that you always ask yourself the question, why is it that some persons leave one restaurant for another? The simple answer is that because they recognize that the chef is cooking exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. So as leaders, wherever you are, team builders, the better understanding that you have of your team, the better understanding that you have of yourself, be more equipped to not just serve but to impact because yes. anybody can serve as john maxwell said anybody can communicate but only few people can connect, connect. Mm -hmm. so at partingers and associates here we have the tools to allow you to not just connect with yourself by understanding who you are mm -hmm. but also understanding your team and giving you the giving you the tools to move forward in impacting them and for them to recognize that you understand them to the depth whereby you're willing to make changes and make adjustments and placing them in the right spot so they could glide in their sweet spot. So again, I'm Jamie Pottinger, speaker, coach, and trainer. Well, Jamie, I think you want to give those who are online. I know. I don't I'm know. Sorry, if I'm sorry, guys. Those of you who are shocked. online here, I, I think it will be a life-changing experience for you, Jamie. You can relate because when we did it, it it, it did that yeah, for us. Yeah, it did. But if you are so interested, right, and you feel impressed, you, I would invite you to go to pottingerandassociates.com and just do that behavioral assessment. Um, one member of our team will reach out to you because we are going to um, do a one-on-one -on -one readback with you and that's free of cost. We just want to add that in as one of the value added for this live this evening. So go ahead and um, hop over to pottingerandassociatesconsulting.com and um, just do the behavioral assessment. I promise this was like six minutes, mm -hmm. six minutes, and I promise you it, it's life-changing. And, and I'd like to say, too, that I want to say hi to Hillet. I see Hillet is here with us. Hi, Hillet. How are you doing? Uh, and as you, Bashana, where can they find you? Where can they find us? Yeah, so we may be reached at our website. We are on Facebook. We are on LinkedIn. 
Um, you can reach us at our website. Uh, yeah, if you do the behavioral assessment, we will reach out to you. Definitely, and you could follow me in, um, on, on Instagram and and please um, look at look us up at, on YouTube and, and follow us and share with others. Again, guys, Jamie Pottinger here again, speaker, coach, and trainer, and with ta and talent optimization expert with Pottingers and Associates. And thank you guys very much again for joining us at another Strategic Alignment podcast. It was a pleasure having my closest friend and partner with me, and that's Shauna K. Pottinger. She's beautiful, isn't she? Thank you guys oh, very much again, <laughs> and have yourself a wonderful evening. Take care. Ta-ta. Thank you for listening to the Strategic Alignment Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to our podcast by visiting our website at www.pottingerandassociatesconsulting.com.